Here we are locked on NFL alongside the scout Matt Williamson. I am Brian Peacock. We take you around the league daily here on the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one daily sports podcast network. This Wednesday episode is the week 12 Matt Williamson power ranks. We last checked in about a month ago, mid-October. I think it was around week seven. And there's been quite a few changes, Matt. So I'm excited to get into this thing. You can find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. You can find me at BD Peacock. And you can find this podcast and all the shows here on the network on all of your favorite podcast apps. Okay, there were some difficult ones I know for you here, Matt. But let's get right into it because we've got to fit all 32 teams here under 30 minutes. So let's start with the last team on the list, which is... The Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think they've pretty much locked this 32 spot up. I mean, the team I have right ahead of them is slightly in the conversation, but this wasn't a difficult one for me. It's funny because I I just hit pause on the Bengals-Steelers crossover locked-on uh, podcast that I'm in the middle of listening to. Joe B- Goodbury does a really good job. Joe does exceptional work, and he's the Bengals host. Yeah. And he said a couple good things in in the pod so far that I got to. And first of all, he said, Ryan Finley looks like he's throwing paper airplanes out there. (laughs) Like That's how bad his arm is. And I got a kick out of that. (laughs) And he he also said, and this is what I thought was really well said, that this team's not tanking, but it's pretty clear they're working on things for next year. Like they're losing, but they're going to try to establish a running game just to see if they can do it. And you know they're they're playing guys for next year but that's also a tough sell in the locker room when you look over and say we're not even playing our best quarterback right well it's a tough sell for the guys that aren't as good but it's a great sell for the young players to like hey this is evaluation time this is development time earn your spot next year yes but the Geno Atkins of the world right. aren't excited about that yeah, you know definitely not definitely not and uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are a new number 32 because the team you had at 32 the first two times we checked in here has moved up a bit, and they're not even at 31. That would be the Washington Redskins. Yeah, and they should probably be doing the same type of thing. You know, let's try to get Haskins, Geis, guys like that going. There's not a lot to get excited about here, though. I mean, that wide receiver offensive line situation for the future is really bleak, but what if they draft Jerry Judy? You know what I mean? Like, we'll see. But these two are both bottom-feeding organizations kind of from the top down. I do like Terry McLaurin. He's obviously having a good rookie year. But, um, yeah, Dwayne Haskins' evaluation time is what we have right now. Did you see the scene on the sideline last week where Dwayne Haskins was talking to all the offensive linemen? He's like, help me help you or something like that. I don't remember what he's saying. But the offensive linemen were looking at him like, uh... Just rolling their eyes, like, step back, dude. Yeah, you haven't heard <laughs> right, this like, yet. You don't have any idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yet. you're in the wrong room right now. Uh, you must yeah, be lost. I did see that. It's like <laughs> trying to be a leader. I'm supposed to do this, but it's not quite coming across as it should. Didn't come off quite right yet. Um, yes. The New York Giants coming in at number 30. Yeah, and this is where it got tough. I mean, there was three or four teams here that I thought were all bad, obviously, but not horrible you know i mean the giants pass defense is bad they're they're struggling on offense jones is questionable would they be your 30 yeah that was a tough one for me i think i would still put your team at 29 at 30 yeah. the miami 
Dolphins. That's who the have, Dolphins, yeah. Yeah, right. they've been 32 for you the first two times we checked in. They've jumped all the way up to number 29, which is a heck of a leap for a team that was the ultimate tanker, we thought. But um, And I think roster-wise, they definitely deserve to be down there. But some things seem to be going at least in the right direction. I don't know, you win too many games, and now you're out of the sweepstakes for the number one pick in the draft potentially now and maybe missing out on a franchise quarterback. We don't know what Tua's situation is going to be with the hip, but is it better to win a couple games and prove that maybe you have the right head coach and maybe the right culture is being set there? Right. I mean, that's, that's a, a fine line. Would you rather have Joe Burrow and, you know, lose everything or win a couple games? And they may not win another one, but at least they're playing competitive football. Not that the Giants aren't, but Miami won two out of three. I think those are the two candidates, though, for 30. And then you have the New York Jets checking in at 28, and that's a tough one there between both teams in New York. Most recently, probably recency bias, seeing the Jets do some things. I like Sam Darnold, and uh, I kind of like where they're at here at 29, just ahead of these other really bad teams. Yeah, it's funny because just a couple weeks ago, I would often say, boy, there are six, seven, eight, garbage teams in the league and all the ones I mentioned. And now some of them aren't so garbage, you know, and I think the Jets are a good example. I know they only go from 27 to 28 in this, and that does exactly a ringing endorsement, (laughs) but I think they're trending in the right direction. And the second half of their season is much better than the first. The team that has taken the biggest fall for you comes in at number 27. They've dropped 15 spots from number 12, and that is the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm operating as though Stafford's not going to be there, and he isn't now, so I'm treating him without Stafford to get this ranking. This defense isn't very good outside of Slay. I thought they'd get, be better on that side of the ball. They're just constantly looking for running backs. Maybe it's Bo Scarborough. I bet it's not. Um, again, they can hang with teams, but there's not a lot to get excited about there right now. One of the biggest risers from power ranking one to power ranking two, they went from 20 to 12, now back down to 27, and... Uh, they basically came back and, and maybe are even worse than we thought at the beginning of the season. I had given my apology to those Lions fans because they looked like they were going to make a run there and they were legit and then have fallen since back apart. And uh, I think this is about the right ranking for them in this grouping here of the next group that I think is is not as bad as that bottom five that we had just talked about. And then at number 26 is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, and I do like some things. You know, I mean, I think the passing game is really good. They have weapons. They stop the run. I think Todd Bowles is starting to put his stamp on the defense, but still a lot of problems. And they've kind of stayed right in that range for you, um, you know, in in the mid-20s, 24, 24, 26. They're the team we thought they were. They need to figure out their future quarterback. How long is Bruce Arians going to be around? Uh, there are some things to like, though, there in Tampa Bay. The Denver Broncos, another first-year head coach team that has just kind of hovered right there in uh, the mid-20s, 23-23, and now coming in at 25 for you. Yeah, they are who we thought they were. I mean, two notes I just wanted to throw out with Denver. I'm not sure. I mean, if you had to rank the quarterback situations in the league from 1 to 32 and that sounds like a good offseason project. You know, big picture, yes. how's the situation? Is Denver last? I mean, it's pretty bad. I, I, I don't, I'm, is Locke going to be the answer? I mean, Flacco probably won't be back, and that's good. So they're near the bottom in the quarterback situations, big picture for me. But I do really like Cortland Sutton. I don't know that we've talked about him enough on the show, but he is breaking out. 
He owned the Vikings this past week. He's a number one type receiver in the making. That's a great point. We have not talked a lot about Cortland Sutton. He's developing into that wide receiver one there in Denver. And I do like some things that Denver has going for him. I am a big fan of Vic Fangio. I would snatch him up in a heartbeat if he was ever fired by Denver to be my defensive coordinator over just about anyone else in the league. But you're right about the quarterback situation. Flacco is obviously not the guy for the future. They drafted a guy in Drew Locke that I don't know if he's the guy for the future either, but you've got to kind of figure out what you have there. The quarterback situation is not great. They've got bodies, and and that's really the best I could say about it right now. Yeah, and I'm not sure I trust the GM to find the next one. He hasn't been able to, which is amazing. And we've seen that quite a bit, man. Being a great player does not mean you can evaluate uh, your own position, let alone the... And actually, that's probably the worst position he's been at evaluating is is quarterback, which is wild. Right, he convinced Peyton Manning to stop by, but, I mean, (laughs) that wasn't a tough eval. That was a recruiting process. Yes, absolutely. This next team does have their quarterback, though. They do. Kyler Murray, he's fun to watch. He's going to be a problem for a long time in the league and developing quickly. I like what... Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury have going in Arizona. The results aren't quite there yet. They're playing teams tough, but uh, higher than I expected already, I think, for for those two guys. I mean, they don't have a lot of talent. I mean, who are their good linemen? They're probably five starters short on defense. You know, they could probably use another receiver or two. David Johnson might be washed up. I mean, that's a lot of bad things I just said, but they're going the right direction. The right direction is all you could have hoped for in 2019. That should have been on the program, I think, in week one. (laughs) And they've done that. They've jumped up from, I think, that really, really bad bottom-feeding group into the next group of teams here for you. Uh, The first power rankings, 29 to 24, which is, uh, I think, a good place to be for the cards. Right, right. I mean, if I told you in week one where I had them 29th, that you would be 24th around Thanksgiving, you'd say, I'll take that as a cards fan. Absolutely. Let's get to the rest of this thing, starting with pick 23 coming up. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash locked on. Dudes, listen up. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. I've told you about them many times. If you haven't tried it, you're out of your mind. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Guys, I never understood the pill thing. I mean, hey, you're going to make an appointment for an hour from now? I mean, Blue Chew works so much better. Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, zero awkwardness. Made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, they have a fantastic deal for all of you listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment totally free when you use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL. All you're paying is $5 shipping, and you're getting way more than $5 worth of product. And the promo code is LOCKEDON. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them a great deal for sponsoring the podcast. 
The Jacksonville Jaguars have fallen a few spots for you, Matt, from number 19 to 23, but that's better than they started the season at 27. Yeah, and they still rush the passer well. Their run defense is dreadful. I mean, it's really bad. Right up the middle, guys like Miles Jack aren't having that great a year. Their safeties. And I think their offense is better than their defense. Foles, Minshew, they've got a couple quarterbacks. Maybe they can wheel and deal in the offseason. They still got some pieces on defense, but then you sell off your best player. Kind of a weird purgatory situation for Jacksonville. I envision there. I don't know what to hang my hat on. They're not the worst team, but I don't see where they would go make a bunch of noise in the AFC either. No, me either. And you mentioned they have a couple quarterbacks. They do, but they might have none. Yeah, and that's what they say. When you have two, you have none. I think you got to go with Minshew. They went back to Foles. Questionable. I understand why they would do that. That's a tough situation. It's a, it's a, it's a, and if you're going to go with Foles, you might as well trade Minshew because I think some teams have seen enough of him and might want to give him a shot where they are. Yeah, and I just don't know that either is ever going to be better than quarterback purgatory like we talk about. That's a great call. Pick or, uh, Team 22 here on your list, the Atlanta Falcons. A couple of massive wins recently jumping up from number 29 they look like one of the worst teams in the NFL and have started to figure some things out on defense and Dan Quinn has given up play calling duties on D how weird is that I don't think we've talked about it but Dan Quinn handed the play calling duties over to two assistant coaches so I forget who does what but one of them calls plays on first and second down and then the other one calls them on third down I think it is former linebacker and current Albrecht. linebackers coach Jeff Ulbrich doing first yeah. and second down, and then Raheem Morris, who's wide receivers coach, calling the D on third downs. <laughs> right, he's the wide receivers coach, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, I know his history is on defense, but it's working. I mean, it's a very unorthodox, desperate type of move for somebody that's you know possibly, probably going to get fired or look that way. But maybe it's hard to get a tendency on these guys then. You know, I have no idea what they're going to do. Maybe saving his own job by letting some other people take over some duties, which is a smart move on Dan Quinn's part. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, This whole area that we're in, pretty much from 21 to 15, shake them up all in a bag and pick whoever you want. Because if you guys are going to give me a hard time about that, that's fine. (laughs) But man, they're all the same to me. Yeah, very tight here. I think we're into a new tier here at 21. The team that has fallen the second most, the biggest faller was those Detroit Lions from 12 to 27. And now the Chicago Bears have dropped from 11 to 21. And their quarterback situation would be very low too if we do that ranking. Um, I think it'll probably be Chase Daniel. I know he's not the answer, but my hunch is he'll complete more passes. He'll make more layups. The defense, you mentioned Fangio. I think he's been missed, to say the least. Staying in this mid-tier, we've got the Cleveland Browns coming in at number 20. They have jumped up five spots for you. Yeah, they're trending in the right direction, um, but they're uh, without their best player, certainly their best defensive player for the rest of the year. I held that into strict account, you know, like, um, okay, you're going the right way, but now we don't have to worry about blocking Miles Garrett. Um, the offense looks like it's figuring things out, uh, mostly since Kareem Hunt returned. I like that. They're using more 21 personnel, and the Joku's on the horizon to return too. So the offense absolutely is going the right direction. They could be higher. They could go anywhere, and they're in this tier for a reason, and I, I like what you said about just putting them in a the bag and shaking them up. Another team in that tier that's played a, a little yo-yo here on your power ranks, 22 to start. They jumped up to 10 for you in Week 7, back down nine spots to number 19. That's the Carolina Panthers. 
Yeah, and Allen's coming off a rough performance, and I think we know who he is, and it's not a starter. Um, again, they they flash. You know, they have a great, great player in McCaffrey. I like more in, you know, Samuel and these dudes, and their front seven pieces are still quite strong. But they're not – I mean, they're an average football team. Another team that stayed one spot ahead of Carolina but also dropped nine since we last checked in and has kind of jumped into this middle tier instead of being a team that was going to be a playoff, a really true playoff contender. And the Buffalo Bills still could be a true playoff contender because of their record. But, Matt, you're obviously not a believer. No, and uh, I have a feeling that there's three, four, five teams ahead of the Bills that Bills fans are going to laugh at me saying – you're too hard on Buffalo Williamson. They should be 12th or so. And I kind of understand that. It's just, and they were, they blew the doors pretty much off Miami. I just didn't like where they were as a team before that game. So I'm open to the idea that Allen's playing better and I do like the defense, but I think the defense has taken a little bit of a step back since the beginning of the year. Um, I just had a bad taste in my mouth before Sunday. The 5-5 five and five Pittsburgh Steelers coming in at 17. The defense is there. Quarterback, no Big Ben. Uh, it's pretty clear that I think Mason Rudolph's probably not the guy. Yeah, I mean, this might be too high for the Steelers. I just think their defense is exceptional. And the last thing we saw was just a miserable, miserable performance in Cleveland where they had nothing in the way of skill position players. So... I think they have an offensive line, they have a defense, and the rest is a struggle. To say the least. I mean, the rest is a big struggle. Yeah. At 16, we have the Oakland Raiders, and it's interesting in this group, and we can kind of talk about at 15, the Indianapolis Colts as well. There's some AFC teams here, the Bills, that are going to be in the playoffs that are well behind some NFC teams that are not going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, good point. And I can't believe I have the Raiders 16. They go from 25 to 22 to 16. I think they're really well coached. They're getting a lot out of this group. They understand who they are. It's a good offense. I mean, it's a top 10 offense. It's not flashy. You know, your fantasy stats aren't going to be outrageous. The defense is getting a little better. But, man, I mean, I didn't think I would end up with the Raiders at 16 ever in this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Yeah. That, that's a great point. And they slowly have climbed from 25 to start up to 16 now. And also in the AFC here in that 16, 15, 14, 13, you've got Colts, you've got Tennessee at 14, and then you've got the Chargers. Surprisingly to me at 13, I would put them behind these teams. What are you seeing as the yeah. separator for the Chargers ahead of Tennessee, ahead of Indy ahead of Oakland there. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, maybe the Chargers are not worthy of that, especially because the way Rivers is playing. Um, I love their skill position, guys. Maybe there's some bias of the Chargers of who I thought they were going to be this year. They have not played great, and the quarterback's hurting them more than he's helping them. They also have more star power than these other teams, so maybe that influenced me more than it should have. Um, I think Tennessee's somewhat of a sleeping not giant, sleeping big person, not quite a giant. <laughs> a sleeping above average size person. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a great point. Okay, let's, we'll get to the next tier. I think there's a clear delineation here between 13 and our team at number 12. 
As a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at my bookie. If you like to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay, pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come out together on top, the rewards will be huge. The best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000 to bet at my bookie. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code locked on to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on to double your first deposit. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Speaking of teams that could maybe not be making the playoffs in the NFC that would absolutely be walking in in the AFC, I think the Los Angeles Rams might be one of those teams coming in at number 12 for you. Yeah, and, and basically on the back of their defense. I mean, that shouldn't shock anyone with Donald and now Ramsey. But the defense is much better than the offense. It has much more of an identity. I hope they realize the offense needs to go through Gurley, and they kind of showed us that that was you know what, what they're finally leaning to. They probably are not an NFC um, playoff team. I, I don't see them going and just you know, running the table or anything like that, but I do think they're slowly turning a corner. And they've still dropped a lot from, they were the number three team coming into this thing in, in week two when we started the power ranks, fell all the way down, the biggest faller to 17, slowly climbing back up for you. And the next team on the list here, the Houston Texans at 11. Another one that you just just got crushed in this past week, but I, I don't want one game against a really good opponent on the road to just destroy the power ranks for me. I still think the offense is very <clears> dynamic. <throat> that Deshaun is extremely hard to play against right outside the MVP conversation. I do have some worries about the, the Texans defense, though. I do want to see how the Texans bounce back from that. They got slapped right in the face. Let's see if they can come back in and, and prove that they belong in this tier because uh, they got beat by a team that's playing about as good a football as there is. So, you know, losing one game against a really good football team you can't crush them too bad. So I still like what's going on there in Houston, a team that I haven't been able to figure out who they are this season and, again, might be in the NFC on the outside looking into the playoffs. They're in the top 10 for you, though. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and they have problems. I mean, they're slow on offense. I heard some stats today about their split over the last couple of years with and without Lane Johnson are drastic. I mean, you wouldn't think it would be that big a deal, even though he's a really good tackle. But I think the defense is coming around. I mean, Ertz, Goddard, I'm really certain. Miles Sanders is really starting to grow on me. I've always been a Wentz fan, but it's everything's tough for the Eagles this year. Nothing's easy for them. Starting at number nine on your power rankings here with the Kansas City Chiefs, I think these are the nine teams that we're throwing money on. These teams are either just about have punched their ticket or will soon be punching their ticket into the playoffs as we go down the stretch. Right. Like, I think these nine have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Does that sound fair to you? That's totally fair. I, I would not be the slightest bit surprised if any of these nine teams won the Super Bowl, starting with the Chiefs, who are really not playing at their peak level right now. Right. I mean, 
are they a better team? Like, if I were putting chips down of who's going to win the Super Bowl, there would not be eight teams I would pick ahead of the Chiefs. But I don't think they're playing great right now. You know, where's Tyree Kill with his injury? Um, they're figuring some things out on the offensive line. Again, that's not a real good situation. Defense is bad, and Mahomes is great, and they could be a dominant team when it matters most. But I just think they're a little bit of a, you know, a, a little bit on the roller coaster, a little bit on the downswing right now when you look at their season. Right. As long as they get back up and are peaking at the right time in January, they're going to be in really good shape in those AFC playoffs at team number eight. And there's a lot of, if there's going to be a lot of bad teams in the NFL, that means there's a lot of teams with really good records. The Green Bay Packers are one of those at eight and two coming in at number eight for you. Yeah, it's funny because I was just about to say, I don't think this is an eight and two type of team. I mean, they, they have some stars on defense that I like, but the defense in general is too inconsistent for my liking. Rod, they really have a find in, in Aaron Jones, obviously, and the running game has been very profitable for them. But who are the other receivers besides Adams? I understand Rodgers makes a lot of problems go away, but I don't know that Rodgers is still at the Mahomes-Lamar-Wilson impact level right now. The Seattle Seahawks also at 8-2, and two, both the Packers and Seahawks coming off a bye this week. The, the Hawks are at 7. What makes you put the Seahawks one, head, one spot ahead of the Packers? Better quarterback play. I mean, that's amazing to say. Yeah. But I, I, I trust the coach-quarterback marriage here is just so strong. They have they have mastered the art of knowing how to win games. I think Metcalf is a real impact player. I think Gordon's useful. I think it's one of the best offenses in the league. The defense worries me, but if they can get a big player or two on defense, they're really hard to play against. There's a really good chance in the NFC, the two there's two teams from the North and two teams from the West that make the playoffs here. And it's interesting that the team in second place in the North, the Minnesota Vikings, you have a couple of spots ahead of the Packers here at number six. I don't think people realize how well Kirk Cousins has played over the last couple months. I mean, he has been outstanding. I mean, top, top 10 quarterback in the league type of play. Even without Thielen, now they go into their bye, presumably get Thielen back with Diggs. Guys like Irv Smith and Rudolph have stepped up. You know Dalvin Cook's a constant, backed up by Madison. I think this offense has a chance to really excel down the stretch and make a lot of noise. I'm a little more worried about their defense than their offense, which is hard to say, especially their corners. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins, uh, he put a stamp on the season last week with that big comeback and, and maybe one of his best, at least his best halves of football for the Vikings. At number five, the second biggest riser in your week, your pre-week 12 power rankings here, the Dallas Cowboys at five now, jumping up from 15. It's funny because I think you and I had this conversation of, why aren't Dallas? Why isn't Dallas better? You know, like they lost to the Jets. Their roster is really, really good. They're a very well-rounded, balanced team. A really well-rounded, balanced offense. Dak's close to the MVP conversation as well. And then our buddy who was on with us a week or so ago, Ross Tucker for the Athletic today, wrote an article. Why isn't Dallas' record better? And so I'm excited to read that. It's yes. in my queued up here. I'm going to read it at the gym the next hour or so. I don't have a great answer, and it doesn't exactly reflect well on Jason Garrett. I mean, it kind of the buck stops there with him, and I've never been a huge fan. But I'm excited as could be about Dallas Patriots this week. It's going to be a fun one, and those Patriots are one spot ahead at number four. And I think the next time we check in, 
this Sunday's games is going to have a big impact on where these teams rank next time. Right now, the Pats at four. Yeah, I mean, they're never going to drop too far, but I do think they have some questions on offense. I'm glad that they're getting win the former first round pick back at left tackle. I think that goes a long way. Um, they might blow the doors off Dallas in New England, or they might lose a close one, but New England's not going away. They beat the Eagles, which is a pretty good team that's in the top half of your power rankings last week. But aside from that, the best teams they had played, they lost to the Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. They beat 16 to 10, and they have not played many good teams aside from that. So losing to the Cowboys, I think, is a really bad mark for the for the Patriots just based on the teams they've beaten and the teams they've lost to. Yeah, and they got blown out by Baltimore. And if you're barely beating or losing to the teams we have like in the top 10 on this list, and maybe you're not the juggernaut they think they are. Um, I think the defense is exceptional, but it's we knew it wasn't going to stay at the level it was to start the season where it was like one of right. the best fantasy players in the league. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, exactly. And they could go out, they could crush the Cowboys, and they could climb up to number one from number four and jump these teams starting at three with the San Francisco 49ers that were number one last time. Yeah, and these three teams remaining, I'm sure everybody can figure that out. I was a little torn on. I, I don't feel super strong that one, two, three should be in that order. Uh, I don't like that Jimmy's turning the ball over a little bit, but I don't have a lot of worries with your team, That, to be honest with you, especially if Kittle's on the horizon of coming back. And there's the same argument about the Patriots and the 49ers that they haven't had the roughest schedule, but the 49ers schedule is about to get uh, historically difficult. And there's uh, a stat out there about uh, the 49ers, the next three games, they're going to play both teams ahead of them on your list here. And they're going to play the number eight team in the Green Bay Packers this Sunday in back-to-back-to-back games, the highest winning percentage for a three-game stretch of opponents in the Super Bowl era. That's what the 49ers are, are facing in the next three weeks. And one of those teams at number two here is the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I mean, Lattimore being out worries me a little bit. Breeze worries me a little bit that some of these old quarterbacks, we've talked about that a lot this week, are just starting to look old. And I think he's still a very good player, but they need to have the running game. One note here I just wanted to make sure I threw out there is I expect Kamara to light it up the rest of the way. You know, he kind of has a little bit of that fresh legs thing going compared to McCaffrey, Cook, Zeke, those type of backs. He may be the back of the, the last month or so. I mean, not taking anything away from McCaffrey and those guys are awesome. Looking at the top five, I think that all of these teams are beatable. Five, four, three, two, one, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the 49ers, the Saints. They're very good teams. They deserve to be here, but they're not unbeatable. And the team that's making their debut at number one, the biggest jump here, 13 spots from 14 to one is the team I would least want to play right now. And that is Baltimore birdies. Um, yeah, I think that to me, they were the easy, not the easy choice, but they were deserved. You know, I mean, they've had a climb here. I have great respect for the organization and the coach and the way they construct a team. Great on special teams, best kicker ever. Things like that matter. They go out and they get Peters and Smith comes back. And all of a sudden the defense is really taking shape, you know, really aggressive secondary, blitz heavy, makes up for an okay front seven. I mean, I think everyone understands the offense, but I guess one slight worry I have is 
what's this offense? I always use the baseball analogy. I mean, it's almost been one time through the league, and now people are going to start to have a better idea of what to do against these guys. I don't know that it'll matter. I mean, I do think there's something to the first time you play Lamar, it blows you away. I mean, it's like a guy that throws 102 <laughs> in terms of pitchers. Right. But can it, it, what if he sprains an ankle or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think this offense is awesome and super fun to watch, but it wouldn't shock me if it goes from a 9 out of a 10 to a 7 out of a 10. That's a great point. Even just, and not even someone, you know, a catastrophic injury where Lamar Jackson gets knocked out of a game, but if he's got just a tender ankle or something like mm-hmm. that, that could vastly change how that team looks. And that's what you're really hoping doesn't happen uh, for the Ravens. And right now, I mean, Lamar Jackson has shown no signs of being banged up. He is nope. actually looking for contact, which I'm sure um, in the film room, they were telling, hey, Lamar, see this thing where you just truck this guy? Let's let's not do that. We don't need to that's go there. About. Fun to watch. But uh, Lamar Jackson being healthy is the key there for Baltimore. Can he remain that way? And I saw an interesting comparison because he gets compared to Michael Vick a lot. Michael Vick, in his first six seasons in the NFL, played all 16 games only one time. Hmm. I didn't know that, but that is certainly a worry. I think Lamar's gotten a little better protecting himself from last year. I really was critical of him a year ago as a rookie. I think he was trying to prove that he belongs in the league Mm -hmm. and, hey, I'm not a wide receiver or running back. I'm a quarterback. I think he's proven all that, but he's super competitive. And guys like him and Wentz and Locke, I mean, they are – they're not big on sliding and, you know, saving their bodies. And that, that does worry me. Um, we'll see. I mean, I think he's getting better at it. We'll see. But I liked how you said it. If, you know, if my favorite team got to pick any team to play against this week, my last choice would be the Ravens right now. Absolutely. And there's a lot of ebbs and flows in the season as witnessed by their jump from 14 to one right now. I would put the Ravens at the top just as you did. And I would probably have Lamar Jackson as my, Number one choice just ahead of Russell Wilson for MVP. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that gap is closing a little bit. He put on a show yet again while Wilson sat on by. Um, I think Wilson's a obviously a much higher level, further along quarterback, though. Yes, the passer for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, all right, good stuff, Matt. We're out of time here. The Baltimore Ravens, your new number one in the Matt Williamson power rankings. We'll be back tomorrow. And if you have a problem with those power rankings... Find Matt on Twitter at Williamson NFL. I know someone's mad about something. And, uh, oh, I bet those Bills fans will get me for sure. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you tomorrow right here, Locked On NFL.